this is the sport that I do. Like, you know, I've done this sport since I was 11, 10 years of age. I've dedicated and sacrificed my whole life to this sport. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM, the sports breakfast show from off the ball. The uh, outgoing Cavan senior football boss, Mickey Graham, joins us on the line now. Morning, Mickey, how are things? Morning, lads. How are you keeping? Keeping well. Thanks for your patience there. Thanks for hanging on. Um, so, how, how are you feeling about this? Five five seasons in charge. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. It was, um, I, I'd imagine, a difficult decision to step away. Yeah, it was definitely, um, especially when you're involved with your own county. Um, and I would have worked with a lot of those players from underage up, from under sixteen levels right up to, to senior level. So, um, I'd be very um, close to a lot of them and. Um, as I said, I was given two years last year, and but decided maybe to step away this last year. Was there a reason why you you, you felt the, the the extra year you didn't want to go with the, the second year in that extension? Um, no, I just thought the demands of of it at the moment is is huge. Like five years uh, at inter county level now is 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 um, is a big thing because you look at the demands of of inter county management and any man that last five years and any inter-county job is, is, is doing well and I think after Keir McGinney and Podge Collins I think I was the third long serving third long serving manager so it just shows you the dedication that's required at that level What have the last few days been like Mickey uh, and the sort of messages you've been getting because often when inter-county managers leave there's a, a mixed response from people in the county uh, the messages we've seen this morning and even I've seen online over the last few days is a real warmth towards you from the Cavan people and uh, such an appreciation for what you've done over the five years Yeah, just unbelievable um, the well wishes I've got since since I stepped away I switched the phone off um, Monday evening for a couple of hours and when I put it back on it nearly exploded but it just showed you the goodwill from the Cavan people and a lot of friends and, and players that I've even worked with and maybe had stepped away the last couple of years you know everybody's sending me messages and you know it's much appreciated and as I said um, all you can do when you're managing your own county is do your best and put everything into it and I believe I've done that and as I said we've had some good days I've had some bad days and you know, I always said you embrace the good days while they arrive because uh, there'll be enough bad days when you're in this business. Uh, 1997, Mickey was hanging over Cavan and, and Cavan fans like a bad smell for, for so long just to get that Ulster final over the line. Um, and that COVID year, 2020, I mean, talk to us about what that meant because I know it was strange and we, we were all having to watch it on TV and with COVID there were no crowds, but that win over Donegal and that, that first Ulster title for Cavan in, in so long, that must have been so special. Yeah, it was very special. Um, the year before, obviously, Donegal beat us in the 2019 final. And I felt that after that game, we learned an awful lot about ourselves. We knew where we needed to get there physically. Donegal imposed themselves on us that day. So we knew that, you know, if we were to have any success, that we had to try and match these teams physically. So we put a lot of work into that. But, you know, going down to Armagh that night, we, we firmly believed that we were going to win that game. And, I have to say, in my five years there, I never seen a performance like it from the lads. You know, they just gave it everything that you could possibly ask, and um, in the way that they done it. And you know, our backs were against the wall. We were down to fourteen men twice, and you still managed to eke out eke out the the result. And as I said, while the crowd wasn't there, it was a special special night. And I think that in years to come, people will always remember where they were that night. You know what I mean? And um, as I said, it was a strange journey home, coming home from it, sitting in the car on your own, quiet roads. But once you got the cabin, um, you realised what you were after doing then. 
it was a special feeling you could even see some of the bonfires coming back into Cavan as well and I know as I said look the celebrations weren't maybe what they what they could or, or should have been uh, but for Covid but that reaction from the Cavan people probably just highlighted it just showed you how much ca- uh, football means in Cavan I guess yeah, look at uh, when we got back to Kingspan Brefley Park, there was a lorry there trailer and we got up on it and we thought, oh, you know, we're out here, but we were five hours there and, you know, people were driving past in their cars. and But it was special for the kids because and people themselves that because they had been locked up for so long just to get out for the night, it was like a day trip for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the lads, in fairness to them, stayed in that trailer until every single car had passed by. The town was gridlocked there for four or five hours, but it made a lot of kids' um, kids' day. And as I said, for a lot of people that hadn't seen Cavan win an Ulster title as well, there was a lot of people, that was the first time. So it meant an awful lot, and you'd be hoping that that would have inspired the next generation, hopefully in the years to come. There was definitely a yo-yo element to the to the, the uh, Allianz League campaigns over the last couple of years, like all the way down to to Division Four in twenty twenty two. But then successive promotions. So I mean, you're leaving Cavan in such a positive place in Division Two. Yeah, well, look, it, it would have been very easy when we went down to Division Four to step away and say let somebody else pick up the pieces. So I always said that you know the main aim was to get back up and be playing at the top two tiers. Division 1 and 2, there's where you need to be. And I wouldn't have been happy stepping away at that stage. So I made, a, I made a promise to myself that I would try and get back up to Division 2 and try and get back playing in the Sam Maguire series. So, you know, we achieved that. But the way the competitions has gone now, lads, is that when I first came in, it was all about getting ready for championship. But now the league has nearly become the second most important competition in the calendar now after the All-Ireland series. And I think even the provincial now is pushed back into third place. You're probably the perfect man to ask about the Tottenham Cup and how it's worked or otherwise. Like, uh, I guess a lot of people fancy Cavan, even in the final last year against Westmeath, albeit Westmeath getting over the line. Uh, and then this year, I mean, you, you bounce back from that defeat to Armagh in the Ulster Championship, win your, your, your group games in the Tottenham Cup, and then come up against a very strong downside, not the draw you probably wanted. Um, how do you feel the Tottenham Cup has worked so far? Look, it depends um, how what teams you know buy into it. Um, if you're looking to develop and improve, managers and teams will definitely go after and target it. Like we would have looked at, we had a number of young lads that came into the squad, and it was a great opportunity to expose them to this. And we felt like last year's Talchin Cup, why we didn't win it. You know, a couple of new lads got exposed to that level and you could see the difference in them this year. You know, this, they, they were more established. So, you know, and then the opportunity to play in the in the All-Ireland Series is up for grabs as well. That can't be underestimated. So there is teams that do take it seriously and then there's teams that when they get knocked out of the provincial championships, some of the lads have their bags packed ready for America. So, you know, that can be a hindrance too to, to some counties who are looking to progress. But definitely, I think that you look at down... And you look at Mead and you talk to either one of those them this week, they'll be more than delighted to win that Thatchin Cup. We've just been talking about Derry and the progress that they've made over the last five or six years through underage level, starting to be reflected in the senior team as well, moving up through the leagues in the Allianz League and now finding themselves in, a, in an All-Ireland semi-final and the quality that's coming through. How difficult is it for counties that are in that sort of yo-yo position to, to make sure you have the structures in place that when Cavan kick on from here, when the next manager comes in, that, that you stay in Division 2, that you become an All-Ireland team, how important is it and how difficult is it to get close to that real, maybe top six, top eight teams? It is very difficult and you need the right structures in place. And I believe Cavan do have the right structures in place. There's a lot of good work being done. 
behind the scenes there. Um, we've been very competitive in Ulster the last number of years at underage. A bit not maybe getting the you know a, a title an Ulster title at underage just to really um, in, inspire lads to stick at it. But yeah, look at it, it's important now because there's so much emphasis on the league strength and depth in panels is huge now. You need real. Uh, strength and depth. You look at the teams now, the top teams and the players that they're bringing off the bench. So it's become a 20, 21 man game now, uh, the county, the county setup. So it's important that you have such uh, talent in reserve. You nearly need as good a players coming off the, off the bench than you do to actually start now the way it's gone. Do teams and managers like yourself, uh, Mickey, uh, care about the provincial championships anymore? Because as you said, that the league has, has almost taken on such a priority and, the, the, the provincial championships especially when you see this year for example the league finals taking place and then I think for a lot of teams you had one week straight into the championship you know it almost takes away from the league finals and, and takes away from the start of the championship as well so where, where do you stand in the provincials as things as things are currently? Yeah look I suppose I'm involved in one of the, probably the best provincial championship in the country and also on any given day anybody can beat anybody but this was probably the first year that I felt that there wasn't a real edge to it like there was in previous years because I think a lot of the team, the top teams were looking further down the line. They were looking at the, the All-Ireland Series. Uh, they had put so much into the league and trying to get the balance right where you know, you're know you up for every league game. Can you keep continuing to get up for every championship game or provincial championship game and then expect to do the same? It's I don't think it's possible. I think you need to get the balance right of knowing when to you know, try and I think what a lot of teams do is try and consolidate the position in the, in the leagues first, and then to go into a block of hard training, and then you know they only start to sharpen the blades come down to the provincial championships. And I think Dublin and Kerry are two prime examples of they got it right. You know, probably didn't have brilliant league campaigns. Probably got a couple of defeats, a couple of draws, but you've seen them the last day, you know, they were like a team that had time to run properly. And, you know, when you have the, the, the quality that both those teams have, you can see, understand how, how they've got it right. I'm sure uh, you'll be available for any calls from the next Cavan manager with any advice. If you were giving some guidance on things you've learned this year in particular with that flow of the season and the way that it has changed, what, what are the main things you would look back on that you learned this year in particular around you know, a good league campaign but then trying to keep that momentum and fitness levels and, and all that stuff together into the summer? Yeah, look, I suppose when you look at the best sports in the world, even soccer and rugby teams do, especially uh, professional teams, they do dip at certain times during the season because it is hard to keep that intensity and that edge up all the time. So, you know, I think, as I said, if I was going back in again next year, I would say let's target the league area on, let's consolidate a position in the league and then try and maybe get a bit of work done, but at the same time try and get promoted. But you need to be looking, if you're serious, you know, about competing in the All-Ireland Series, you need to be looking further down the line now and maybe even bypassing Ulster the way it is, it's gone now because you look at Westmead, they had a great um, All-Ireland Series, very unlucky not to come through it, but, you know, as I said, they were knocked out at the Leinster Championship and, as I said, I think that favoured them when they went into the, to the All-Ireland Series. So definitely I'll be looking at how we can get the balance right and make sure that you don't peak too soon because I felt after our league campaign we did have a hit a bit of a lull and I felt we were coming back but it was too late then you know What do you make of the, the state of the game at the moment Mickey in terms of the rule changes I guess in recent years there's a lot of talk about the attacking mark and Davy Burke was in studio with us uh, very recently the last couple of weeks and he for one is certainly certainly not a fan of it what do, you, what do you make of the attacking mark and I guess the other rule changes that have been brought in 
Yeah, look, and I'm not a fan of it myself. Um, back in the day when I was playing and even, you know, playing with some great, exciting players, I think the t- attacking mark takes away from the one-on-ones now. You know, when a lad wins an attacking mark, he'd put his hand up and kick it. Whereas years ago, when a fella won it, wanted that ball out in front, his first thing was to take his man on. And that brought excitement and that brought people to the edge of their seats. And we don't see enough of that now. We don't see enough of lads taking men on one-on-ones. And I think the attacking mark has, has nullified that. Because how many times have you seen somebody win attacking mark and he is in a one-on-one situation. Wouldn't you love to see him taking them on and going for a goal? And as I said, that puts brings people to the edge of their seats and it brings great excitement. People love to see players going at men and I just think that element of our game has been lost. It was reading quotes from Rice McManaman. Uh, it was part of your backroom team with Calvin there in the last day or two and he was talking about one thing that people didn't realise about your, your system is the, the man management that, that you would have brought to that Calvin setup and how the players kind of bought into to everything you were doing and you look at that Cavan team I'm looking at some of the names in front of me here like uh, like Gerald McKiernan Cian Mackey Martin Riley Martin Dunn players that have been around for so long and this is the human element to it I suppose Mickey as well like you've been in the dressing room with these players for the last five years I'm sure you're going to miss the just the camaraderie and the small things even aside from the football Oh without a doubt that is the, the biggest thing I'll miss um, I treated every single player the same in there I had so much respect because of the time and dedication these boys and the sacrifice they make for, towards Calvin football. A lot of people outside wouldn't see that. But yeah, look, at as I said, I would have worked with a lot of these lads at underage level. would have seen them develop the whole way through from under 16 right up to senior level and seen the footballers they become. It's something that I will miss. Um, as I said, I wouldn't have a bad word to say about any of them. Um, great lads to work with. And it was an honour just to be sharing the same changing rooms as all these boys. And uh, hopefully now, as a supporter, I can go and cheer them on and see them continue in their upward curve. Uh, inter-county management management in general often seems to be out of an addiction amongst people I think it was uh, 2018 was the first time you were on with us when you had the success with Mullinocta uh, and you, you went slightly over the border that time uh, with Mullinocta <laughs> do you want to stay in the game You know, when you've had a little bit of a break would you be interested would you manage outside of Cavan again um, I definitely think I'd manage it's, it's an addiction like you know um, I love football. I love being involved. I love getting rolling up the sleeves and getting the hands dirty. And, you know, yes, it's great to see you need a break and recharge, but I'm always looking to learn. You're always looking to pick up new things. Um, I think I definitely will go around and have a look at other sports, maybe our other counties and whatever they're doing and try and, you know, keep learning and keep improving my knowledge of the game because you never stop learning. Every day is a school day. So, yeah, look, at I think if, if I walked away from it, you could... You could fall behind and the way the game is going because the game is evolving every every year and you, you just want to stay up to speed. So I never say never, I suppose. Finally, Mickey, how do you see the, the remainder of this year's uh, All-Ireland Championship going? We've got the two semi-finals this weekend. We've, got, of course, got the Tottenham Cup final as well. But um, Dublin and Kerry, two trains that are hard to stop at the moment? Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, at, but I suppose the one thing about Monaghan is you have to give them great credit for, you know, keep sticking at it and, you know, getting to an All-Ireland semi-final. And I know for a fact that when Dublin are looking for challenge matches, Monaghan is nearly the first team to go to because they know they're going to get a hard, hard battle and they're going to be asked lots of questions. So, and Monaghan would be very familiar with with Dublin, so they'll hold no fear. Have they got enough to beat them? I, I just think they might just fall short. But uh, you know, you never know. Football's a strange game. One big performance, you know, and you never know what'll happen. The other game, I think it'll be close. I think. You know, coming down the home stretch, 60, 65 minutes, don't be surprised this game is only 9-8 or 10-all 10, 10 mm-hmm. because I think 
the uh, Derry will look to bring it to an arm wrestle. They will look to keep it tight. And the longer that game stays tight, the more pressure piles and Derry will carry. So if Derry can keep that game tight for as long as possible, the pressure starts to build on Kerry then, and that's where the mistakes come in. And if Derry managed to get the noses in front with a few minutes to go, that could be very hard to turn over. So I think that game could actually be quite close. Mickey, great stuff. We've got a lovely message in from Ronan Hurricane who says, uh, thanks so much for a great few years, Mickey. The joy you and the team brought to Cavan supporters in that bleak winter of 2020 after a very tough Ulster Championship draw will never be forgotten. So I think that's the, the sentiment, generally speaking, that we're, we're getting into the show this morning. So congrats on the, on the five seasons with Cavan and look, we'll look forward to seeing what, you're, what you get up to next. No problem, boys. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.